Hey, I'm Ashley Lemieux, and I'm here to help you uncover the greatest power in your life. You! After going on my own healing journey, I realized I was looking for the wrong thing, a way out. But I didn't need a way out. What I really needed was a way in, to fully uncover who I am. Each week I'll be sharing tangible tools and inspiring interviews to help you create a clear pathway forward in areas of your life that you might feel stuck or overwhelmed in. I'm not here to be the expert on your life. You are. What I want is to help you believe that. So get ready to reframe your thoughts, reimagine your future, and reclaim your power. Are you ready? I am. I'm so excited to have Literati as a sponsor for today's episode. I recently joined their book club and have been reading the books I receive in just a couple of days. They have several of the world's top thinkers curating the best books for you to read and discuss with your luminary. We've all been cut off from our communities this year, but the Luminary Book Club gives them back through conversation, connection, and community. You can join a book club at literati.com. We're right in the middle of the holiday season right now, and if you're anything like me, I know that maybe years prior and then even this year, especially with the stress of 2020, that food and our relationship with food around the holidays can feel really stressful, can be really triggering sometimes. So today I'm actually, I'm laughing right now because I'm sitting on the floor of my childhood bedroom. I wish you could see our setup, but I have my sister Brooke here with me right now. And she is an amazing intuitive eating coach. She's a certified personal trainer. And today we want to talk about, I am changing my relationship with food. Brooke, thank you for being here today. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on here today with you. Brooke actually just had a baby, my little nephew, JJ. He's asleep in the corner also. So if you hear anyone start crying soon, it's him. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, Brooke, I, I... I feel like there's so much to dive into today. And Brooke, how long have you been an intuitive eating coach for? Um, I've had my certification for just over a year now. Okay. And before we really dive in, because Brooke has come up with three things that are really powerful that you can focus on to help change your relationship with food right now and then moving into 2021. But Before we really get into that, can you explain to us, and especially to the person listening who has never heard of the word intuitive eating before, can you tell us just quickly what intuitive eating is? Yeah, just really quickly because I could talk about it for a long time and get into depth with it, but intuitive eating is really just getting back to the natural cues of your body and learning to listen to your hunger and fullness cues, and really learning how to listen to your body and reject diet culture. That's how I'm going to sum it up for you. So then how? what is the difference between intuitive eating and dieting? Because I know that they are very different, um, and I think it's important to point some of that out right now. Yeah, with dieting, I think the biggest thing is that you're going to be following some sort of rules whether it's that you're counting something, weighing something, measuring something, and your main goal is going to be weight loss. 
-hmm. With intuitive eating, you're taking that pressure away from weight loss and that's not a focus, but you're really changing your relationship with food so that it becomes something that's positive and that you're not just trying to change your body and change your weight. Why did you want to become an intuitive eating coach in the first place? So I've worked in the fitness industry for over a decade. I've worked with different clients and their main goals have always been that they've wanted to change the way that they've looked and they've wanted to change their weight. And it became really daunting because I realized that no matter how much weight they lost, they never felt like they were reaching that level that they were trying to obtain. And I personally felt this myself, that it was, you are always seeking this weight loss to lose five more pounds or to tone up here, to fit into this specific size. But then once you get there, you're never feeling fulfilled. And I wanted something more and I wanted to be able to teach my clients that I work with something more than losing weight. And I think that that's something that all of us as women can identify with. I don't know about you who are listening, but for me, growing up, I was always on some sort of diet because I never liked how I looked. And I thought that if I could lose 10 more pounds or if I would restrict eating that thing or lay off of eating this thing, then suddenly like one day I might think that I was beautiful or worthy or have more confidence. And I just found myself in this cycle. I mean, there were times starting in high school where I would do I would do this one particular diet. I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want anyone to go look it up and get any crazy ideas to try it. But I would do this liquid diet and it would be 10 days long. And it was like very minimal ingredients. And you're just drinking this outrageous, disgusting drink for 10 days in a row. And then I would lose a significant amount of weight. And it's like, well, obviously I'm gonna lose a significant amount of weight. I'm not eating for 10 days. And so then I'd feel good for a second because my jeans would be loose and people would comment about Mm -hmm. me looking good. And then I would gain the weight back right away. And it just developed this really unhealthy cycle of my relationship with food. Yeah. And when you started talking about intuitive eating, what was it last year, a year and a half ago, two years ago? Two years ago, probably. This year has warped my relationship to time. So, so <laughs> when you started talking about intuitive eating two years ago, it made so much sense to me. It was like something clicked. It was like my soul finally heard this truth about how I could honor and respect my body and give it what it needs and listen to what my body needs instead of just like forcing things down my throat or not forcing things down my throat because I thought that I couldn't eat that day because I had already eaten too much or ate too much the day before. So I'm really excited right now to talk about this. And for anyone who's listening and you struggle with food, you struggle with body image, just want you to know that so have we. And, and that's why we're here having this hard conversation. And what I hope that you take from this is knowing that 
you deserve, your body deserves love and joy and nutrients when it, when you eat. And, and eating and especially eating during the holidays doesn't have to be stressful. And Brooke is going to teach us three really, really empowering things that we can focus on and do to help change our relationship with food. And, and I think changing our relationship with food starts with changing our mindset around food. And that's what she's going to help us with. So let's go. Number one. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is avoiding diet talk. So with intuitive eating, you are rejecting diet culture and everything that it is. And there are so many diets where they say, this is a lifestyle. This is, you know, lifestyle change, but really it all comes down to dieting and that so many things that we're doing are just wrapped up in diet culture. So some points that I wanted to talk about with this and with avoiding diet talk are avoiding these conversations that so many people are going to have around the holidays with food. So you, whether it's at a little, you know, this year is going to be different with COVID, but whether you're at a small family gathering or a holiday party, somebody's always going to mention that they shouldn't be eating something they're eating because it's bad. Mm-hmm. Have you not heard that so many times? I'll, anytime you go eat holiday food with anyone, I shouldn't be eating this, <laughs> yes. but it's just so good. I yeah. shouldn't have this, you know, this, oh, you're being so good that you're eating salad. I'm being so bad because I'm eating whatever it is that's on their plate. So something that you can do is you can refrain from having those conversations. For me, I'm not a huge person that loves confrontations, so I don't typically say things, but I just... (laughs) Yeah, she's not a confrontational. (laughs) I'm not confrontational. So for me, what works best is to just change the subject. And I just don't engage in that type of conversation if it comes up. And I change the subject to something else. If you are okay having those conversations, you can set boundaries before even going to these parties with your family, whether that's sending an email or having a conversation that you don't want to talk about food or diets or your body. Also not commenting on people's bodies at these types of things. When, if you see someone that's lost weight or gained weight, don't comment on their body just like you don't want to have other people commenting on your body. And again, if people are commenting, setting those boundaries or changing the subject when people say things. Can I interject something here? Because like, I remember being in college and coming home for the holidays after not having seen you guys or the family or friends for a long time and either having lost weight or just hoping that I hadn't gained weight. And I sought so much validation from people telling me if I looked good because I looked skinny. And if people didn't tell me that, then the way that that would impact my confidence was so detrimental because I based so much of how I felt about myself based off of if other people were telling me that I looked skinny. Yeah. And I mean, and we do it all the time. Like we see someone, oh, you look so good. Have you lost weight? Or you look so skinny. Like that that's always such a compliment to be saying that to someone. Yeah. And so I, I love that you brought that up because there's also so many other things that we can say to compliment somebody that's yes. not based off of their appearance. And yeah. So I just think that that's such a good one of, of 
just having the standard no body comments yeah. and figuring out other ways to let someone know that they're seen and loved and valued and it has nothing to do with their appearance. Yeah, not even just their body, their appearance at all. But, you know, what are other things that we can say to people? Okay, another thing that I was thinking about too, and I am guilty of doing this myself, and you might remember me doing this recently at our Thanksgiving, but don't allow people to make you feel bad for not wanting to eat more. If your body is telling you that you are full, you don't need to appease grandma and eat more of her pie. Say, thank you so much, I'm comfortable right now. But I did this on Thanksgiving because I made homemade rolls for the first time. Oh, yes. And I was so excited <laughs> that I like monitored who was eating them. And I am the intuitive eating coach. Like I know these things. You were the food monitor. But I would, yes, I was like policing everyone like, oh, did you try my rolls? And like, yeah, they were so good. And I was like, oh, we'll have another one. Like I made four dozen of these rolls for like the six of us. So (laughs) (laughs) make sure that you are not doing that to other people, first of all, and that you don't feel like you need to become uncomfortable just to satisfy someone else. That's not your responsibility. So listening to those hunger and fullness cues and not not just eating because you feel like you need to make someone feel good because they cooked this meal for you or you need to try everything that they made. But make sure that you're listening to what your body is saying and, and sometimes that's stopping eating when you are full. Another thing with this too that I wanted to talk about is not using exercise and movement as a punishment mm. and not restricting foods if you feel like you overate. So on, on Thanksgiving, as we just had Thanksgiving together, you hear so many people talking about burning off the calories so that you can earn your Thanksgiving meal or the next day people are restricting food or they're over-exercising to work off that Thanksgiving meal. You never need to earn your food. You have already earned it. That's not something that we need to do by exercising. And when we can learn how to move our bodies as a form of respect um, for ourselves, that is when we are going to stick with exercising. And when we're going to start enjoying exercising and not using it as a form of punishment. That's so good. I feel like the past couple of years for me, my relationship with exercise has totally changed because I don't do it to punish my body anymore. I used to, but now it's something that I love and that I view exercise as a way to pour life back into my body. And being able to do it that way makes me also be able to say, hey, today I'm going to work out really hard because I have the energy to. And then and then I can wake up the next day and say, hey, you know what? Today I'm going to do a slower yoga movement because that's yes. what my body needs. And then it becomes something I look forward to instead of something that's like, I got to do an hour worth of burpees because I just ate turkey. And then that serve, that doesn't serve my body. Yes. So that's such a good point that you just brought up. Okay, so the first one, just to recap, is avoid diet talk. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about School of Hustle. You can hear real stories from entrepreneurs who are building the businesses of their dreams and learn strategies you can use to help your own business thrive in School of Hustle, a podcast by GoDaddy, hosted by Sarah Funk. 
a tour company owner, producer, and YouTube creator. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Number two, stop the mentality that says the diet starts on Monday. How many of you guys are guilty of doing that? I, I mean, I am. Yeah, like you eat a piece of cake and then you're like, oh, well, I'll just eat another one and I'll start over tomorrow. I'll start over on Monday. I'll start over next month. I'll start over in the new year. Well, especially now that mm. 2021 is coming and, and we're all coming off of, let's be honest, one hell of a year. This year's been so hard. and So hard. And so many of us have put on some weight. And yeah. that's okay. That and maybe okay. That's, maybe that's what our body needed this year to feel like yes. safe and, and secure and feel some joy this year. Yep. But I think for me, going into 2021, it's being able to recognize, okay, I'm having this thought that in 2021, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life and I'm going to eat better. It's like, well, no, (laughs) that's not the mindset that I'm going to go start the new year with. Yeah, totally. I was just talking to my husband about this the other day as we were finding ourselves just snacking more or whatever it was. And I said, really, you know, with how hard this year has been, if this has been something that we have used to cope with, and this is the worst thing that we feel like we have done to to cope, like, then I think we're doing pretty good. We're doing really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that, too, that diet starts Monday mentality especially right now because it's December, so many people have in mind, I'm going to start a diet in January. So you're like, screw it for the whole month. And all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself overeating at every opportunity that you have because you're thinking that you're going to start a diet next month. And I feel like that kind of it's almost like that gives our power to food this month. I don't know if I'm saying yeah, that right. But totally. for me, when I when I do things like that, the overindulgence almost becomes obsessive in my mind because I'm then just thinking about food mm-hmm. constantly if I know that I'm going to start restricting myself in the near future. Yeah, and there there's so much anxiety I know from people right now around food in the holidays that you don't have to have, that you can actually enjoy your meal and, you know, the special food that is around on the holidays. You can enjoy that without feeling like you need to eat all of it all the time and becoming so uncomfortably full. But if you're giving yourself true permission to eat, you will feel all of that just fall away that anxiety and you know that need that you may feel to eat everything in sight when you have it because you'll know that you'll allow yourself to eat that food again when the opportunity is there that you're not just always restricting it or starting that diet again on Monday can you kind of talk about because I feel like this is really important right here can you kind of talk about how as we listen to our bodies that it tells us what what it is that it wants and needs. Because I feel like if we're always wanting to start a diet Monday and then we do start or we're on this diet and we are cutting out things that our body is naturally craving, like that's not beneficial either. But I, I know that a lot of times our bodies are sending us these cues about what it is that's going to feel good if we eat it. 
So how can we pay attention to those? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think a lot of people think about intuitive eating and they're like, oh, that's giving yourself permission to eat anything whenever you want it. Yeah, and that's not that's it's not, not it is. at all. If I were to say, okay, I have free permission to eat anything that I want and I love chocolate chip cookies, so now I think that I'm just going to eat those every day, all the time, like you are not going to feel good. That's the bottom line. You're just not going to feel good if that's all that you're consuming and you're overeating chocolate chip cookies all the time. And the point is not to burn out on a certain food, but it's to honor your body and the way that you feel and just paying attention to how you feel after you eat certain foods. Or if you want a chocolate chip cookie, eating it and allowing yourself to eat it without the guilt, without the restriction, and then you won't feel like you need to eat all of the chocolate chip cookies the next time they're in front of you because you've been restricting yourself so much and you've been telling yourself, no, I can't have sugar. I can't have any of that. But if you're really giving yourself that permission and allowing yourself to enjoy the food, you're not gonna feel like you have to eat everything in sight because you know that you're gonna give yourself permission to eat it again. I also feel like when we attach guilt to a certain food, the cookie for example, it's like you eat the cookie, but then if you feel guilty for the whole day, that it becomes not just a one-time eating experience and now becomes this obsessive mm-hmm. moment that consumes your energy for the rest of the day. And that's something I love about changing your relationship with food is that eating something can just become eating something. Yeah. And then you have the energy and the mind space to move on to the next thing. And yeah, it doesn't that have you're to not you so down. obsessed with it. Like that you're not going to a party and just having all this fear about the food that's going to be around you and the food choices you're going to make and that you need to load your plate with all the salad and that you can't eat this and that you can't eat this and this is good and this is bad. It just, that becomes so consuming just with your mind and takes up so much negative space that you can let go of and has honestly been one of the most freeing things that I have done. I've done so many diets. I have, you know, done things where my body has changed or I've lost weight and nothing has been more fulfilling than letting go of dieting and allowing myself to enjoy eating and to eat what my body wants and what my body needs. Not overeating, not restricting. It has been so freeing. Okay, so to recap that second one, it's that stopping the mentality of the diet starts Monday. Yes. Okay, the third tip you have for us on changing our relationship with food is... Make it a goal to not start a diet in January. Oh my gosh, that's so good. So I did this two years ago. I said... I am not going to start a diet this year. (laughs) And that was like such a big change for me because every year prior to that, that I can remember, I started a diet. I started one in January and then I probably started multiple throughout the year because you don't just succeed at dieting, right? That's why dieting exists because you start one diet, you get so hooked on it on the hype of it and, you know, getting this dream goal body. Yeah, what it promises you. Yes. That you'll become. Or yes, that, that you'll yeah. be happy, that you'll, you know, 
get that dream job if you look like this or, you know, find that perfect guy, whatever it is. And then you fail that diet or that's what dieting teaches you that you that you fail because either you gain all the weight back that you lost, like you had talked about, Ashley, or you cheat, as they say, and you eat certain foods you shouldn't eat or you don't lose weight, you know, then you feel like you failed. So then you go on this rebound where you're probably, you know, doing that last supper mentality where you're wanting to eat everything. And then diet starts Monday. Again, that thought comes back and you start another diet and then you feel like you fail again. So it's just like this rabbit hole of that you're just going down and and constantly dieting, but you're never ever obtaining what it is that you're actually wanting because I think what we actually want has nothing to do with what we look like on the outside and has everything to do with how we feel on the inside and it's hard to feel good on the inside when we don't honor our bodies and and when we don't know how to tell our bodies that we love our bodies and that they're worthy no matter what they look like. And so I think for 2020, making the goal to not start a diet and I mean, 2021, sorry. (laughs) I mean, I would be totally up for a redo redo. of 2020, but (laughs) that's not going to happen. But for 2021 of making it a goal not to start a diet. And what if, what if 2021 is the year that we just honor our bodies and we just love our bodies? Like the pressure of starting a diet in January feels so heavy, but then the thought of turning the year into a year that we just honor ourselves feels so good. And Brooke and I were just talking before we started recording about the amount of opportunities that we've had just in the past month from brands and companies who are trying to hire us to promote their diets or their or their meal replacements, or whatever plan that they're trying to sell you because they know January's coming, there's so many people who are going to be telling you that your diet does need to start on Monday and that your diet does need to start in January. We're not those people. No, we're, we we're are not, not those people anymore. Because we, we, we used, we to, used be, to be that those people in my platform has completely changed from what I used to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a trainer that was helping people lose weight and was good at doing that. And then I realized this is not fulfilling. This is not fulfilling to me. This is not what I want to be doing anymore. And, And I made a change. But along with that too, Ashley, saying that you're giving up dieting and that you're not going to start a diet, that doesn't mean that you're just giving up on yourself. You can still be improving yourself and you can still be creating healthier habits for yourself. I love to exercise. I love to eat vegetables. I love to drink water. Like these are things that make me feel good. Well, it's so crazy for me because now that I've taken off the pressure to do those things, I have never loved exercising so much and I do all types of exercising now. Mm. I just got a mountain bike. I I do yoga almost every day. I box. Like I do things that I love. Yes. And my relationship with food, I've learned to love cooking. I love eating foods that make me feel good. I've identified foods that I've eaten my whole life that don't make me feel good. And and so I know what it is that my body thrives with eating and I want to eat those things. And yeah. so 
I love intuitive eating because it helps you, it helps you become this version of yourself that I think we thought we would find in dieting, but it's not possible. But now we're uncovering what it is that we really want and need, and we have full range to go. Yes, and make just so it much a habit freedom. in our life. So freedom. much freedom and it's power, freedom. and it yeah, it just feels so so freeing. So you had you'd mentioned something too with with those three things. So to just go over like really quick, if you're taking notes, the very first one to change a relationship with food is especially this holiday season, avoid diet talk. Two, stop the diet starts Monday mentality. And three, make it a goal to not start a diet in January. And then Brooke, we were talking about something that you brought up about our relationship with food. Can you talk about that? About enjoying it? Yeah. So with with our relationship with food, I think this is one of the most important things with intuitive eating is finding that enjoyment factor in the food that we eat and you know sitting down for a meal and just enjoying that experience how often are we multitasking while we're eating and we're not even concentrating on eating at all we just are like shoving the food down our throats and not paying attention to what's even going in our mouths but sitting down and you know really enjoying the food that you're eating the company that you're with the people that you're spending time with it's all an experience it's not just for the nourishment that it's providing our bodies which is huge but it's also something that we can enjoy doing we have been taught to feel shame and guilt around enjoying food. That's just part of the culture that we're in. And and it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. When we can actually enjoy the food that we're eating, we're able to feel when our when we're full because we're slowing down and we don't feel like we have to eat everything and just shove it in there. And we want to stop eating when we're full because we know that that's when we'll feel best. And we'll, we'll allow ourselves to eat when we're hungry also. And we'll eat a variety of different foods and not have so much restriction and so many rules around what it is that we should and shouldn't be eating. Something that I was taught this year that at first I thought sounded so silly. So, so you're going to probably think this sounds so silly too, but... Something I do now with most foods that I eat, especially when I'm preparing it at my home, is I smell it. And if I'm touching the vegetables or whatever ingredients, I'm feeling it with my hands. And I'm having my body really partake in the whole food experience. And then I'm thinking my food. And it, it's been really, really cool because it's really helped change my relationship with food because food now is something that it serves me, it yeah. sustains me, it gives me life, it brings me joy. And I know I don't get it perfect all the time. There's a lot of times where I don't get it perfect because I'm still learning, we're all still learning. But I do know that, first of all, you're doing a really good job. It's 2020, you're doing such a good job. And yes. two, you're allowed to find joy in the food that you eat. And we hope that these tips from the expert herself will help you this holiday season 
Brooke, is there anything else, one final thing that you want to add to tell everyone who's listening? Yeah, you know, going along with what you were just saying, something that popped into my head that I was thinking about is, you know, really ask yourself before you eat the next time that you eat, before the, when you feel hungry, ask yourself what it is that you really actually want to eat. We have so many rules that we live by that so many of us are just going by, oh, well, I know I can't eat this. I know I should eat this. And so you're going to pick a food that is safe. But ask yourself what it is you actually do want to eat. And then diving deeper, ask yourself if you want a hot food, if you want a cold food, what do you want the food to smell like? Make the food look pretty on your plate. That's all part of the eating experience. But allow yourself that freedom to enjoy a variety of different foods and really enjoy it. If you guys heard JJ, the baby in the corner, he agreed. He was giving his baby coos. And I think that with diet culture, diet culture wants to control how we feel about our bodies because that's the only way that anyone can make money off of us. But with the honoring of our bodies, it it brings the control back because, because we're choosing for ourselves what feels good and we're not basing our relationship with ourselves based off of what other people tell us it should be. Yes. And I hope I'm allowed to say this, but this year, let's just screw diet culture (laughs) together. (laughs) Because seriously, I know it has consumed so much of your power and so much of your time, so much of your energy, so much of the space that you can hold for other things that are so much more enjoyable than dieting and being consumed with what your body looks like. You know, let's just, let's cancel diet culture this year. We can, if we, we can all do it together. We really can. We can. Brooke, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Where can everyone come find you? So you can come find me over on Instagram. My Instagram is It's me, Brooke C. And we'll have that tagged in the show notes. Yes. And I did recently launch a intuitive eating course, which... It's so good, you guys. (laughs) It's an audio course, and you can find more information about that over on my Instagram and my website as well. And we'll have that linked below if you need extra help or if you want extra help or if you just want to learn more about intuitive eating Brooke's course is the best way to start to take your knowledge to the next level. She spent a lot of time putting it together. She's put a lot of time into learning what she knows. So thank you, Brooke. I'm also thank you. I'm thank also you so curious. Much. A lot of people, like if we're on the phone, tell us we sound exactly the same. So I'm wondering <laughs> if you've been able to know when we switched back and forth talking or if you're confused yes been talking I was wondering about that too because so many people say oh my gosh you guys sound exactly the same so come tell so us if you're confused come tell us on Instagram when you're listening to this episode tag us on Instagram and let us know if you knew who was talking or not we love you guys happy holidays we'll see you next week thank you guys bye thank you for joining me on today's episode of the I am podcast Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from you online. So if there's something that really resonated with you, come and let me know. 
Share a screenshot of this podcast and tag me on Instagram at Ashley K. Lemieux so I can see what's impacting you the most. It might even help your friends. And remember, every time you ask yourself, am I really strong enough to do this? The answer is, I am. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.